Hey, this is Teardrop, and I'm, I'm coming to you before we normally start. That's because um, Francis got this letter in the mail from a um, church in Minneapolis. Um, it said, um, you know, um, Dear Francis Tibbles, we heard that you'd be visiting Minneapolis, Minnesota in December, and as a famous ex-gay, it'd be wonderful if you'd speak at our ministry about the new covenant you made with the Lord. And it's kind of weird because I don't think Francis is gay because he's married, and that's impossible. And um, also, I, I know he's never made any covenant with the Lord, except for maybe because he has a ring on, but... He's a little bit iffy on, on a lot of those things, but he saw the letter and he got really excited, and so he asked me to bring a tape recorder, and so we went and performed for these little, at this little boy's um, summer camp thing. <laughs> this is the Francis Tibbles Show with your host, Francis Tibbles. <laughs> to all the lonely hearts out there tonight. I had to be in bunks at one point. Next to someone I couldn't have. Now watch my fingers. They go first. I'm available. Sort of. Well, well I'm out of town. It's tough all over. But I know what you're going through here. Now let me concentrate. Half past twelve and I'm watching the in my flat all alone How I hate to spend the evenings on my own Autumn winds blowing outside the window As I look around the room And it makes me so depressed to see the gloom There's not a soul out there No one to hear my prayer Beautiful fingers The shadows away. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Take me through the darkness to the break of the day.
Leviticus 20, verse 13. If a man lie with another man, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, and they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Yes, that verse is about lies and lying. Men should not lie to other men in the same way as they lie with women. It's another way of saying, bros before hoes. Yo, there's not a soul out there. No one to hear my prayer. Come on right now and give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Won't somebody help me chase the shadows away? I've never seen so many handsome gentlemen in one place. And ladies. I wonder what it's like to sit around and talk so much about sex, but not have it. I guess it's a bit like middle school or your first girlfriend. Have a good night. Coming to DVD soon. Stolen Jokes by Olivia the Robo-Poet. She called the internet for the most democratically elected, highest-ranking jokes, repackaged them, reformulated them, and now gives them to you here, one night only. This was recorded on the night she played at that really famous place in New York. You know the one we're talking about. Olivia with Stolen Jokes. There are three guys walking home from the bar wasted. They see the Guinness World Records building down the street. They decide to go in to see if they can beat any record. The first guy says, I've got the biggest hands. He goes in and sure enough, comes out with the Guinness book and shows his friends his new world record of biggest hands. Second guy says, I've got the biggest feet. He goes in and also comes out with the Guinness Book showing off to his friends his new world record for biggest feet. Third guy steps up and says, I've got the smallest penis. <laughs> he goes in and comes out looking at the book disappointed and says, Who the fuck is Francis Tibbles? <laughs> for his annual checkup, and the doctor tells him, you need to stop masturbating. The man asks, why? The doctor replies, because I'm trying to examine you Francis Tibbles. <laughs> that didn't happen. Hit, just, just hit that button right there. And that button. Here, we Okay, yeah, we'll take the whole show down. Oh, um. Francis Tibbles and Precious Vines were walking down the street when they saw a dog licking himself. 
Francis said, I wish I could do that. Precious said, you should probably just pay him first. <laughs> I think that's about enough of that commercial um, for right now. <laughs> what does everybody think? Um, wonderful. I've got, I've got a bit of a different, uh, a different story to tell. Um, wait, no, don't, don't switch back, please, please don't. Just, just one more. All right, just, just one more. Teardrop. Jeff Jeffers and Francis Tibbles were lost in a jungle and captured by cannibals. The cannibal king told the prisoners that they could live if they pass a test. The first step of the test was to go to the forest and get ten of the same fruit. So all three men went separate ways to gather fruits. Teardrop came back and said to the king, I brought ten apples. The king then explained the second part of the test to him. You have to shove the fruits up your butt without any expression on your face or you'll be eaten. The first apple went in, but on the second one he winced out in pain, so he was killed. Then Jeff Jeffers arrived and showed the king ten berries. When the king explained the test to him Jeff thought to himself that this should be easy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and on the ninth berry he burst out in laughter and was killed. <laughs> Flash forward to heaven, Teardrop and Jeff Jeffers meet at the pearly gates. Teardrop asks, why did you laugh? You almost got away with it. Jeff Jeffers replies, I couldn't help it. I saw Francis Tibbles <sighs> coming back with pineapples. Do they all have to be about me? <laughs> <laughs> It's been happening in my life, but uh, it's been a bit of a doozy these past couple of weeks since, since getting back to, to England. And so what had happened was, first, there was this Twitter message that was sent out by uh, Alan, Alan Tarfield. Uh, he's the guy who used to be Morrissey's manager. He was manager of the Smiths and then of Morrissey. And he tweeted something about how, uh, how he wished Morrissey had taken his advice and made his own talk show. And he figured, you know, it would have been just this. It would have done the same thing as the Francis Tibble show. You know, effectively both burning Morrissey for his continued stupidity and burning me by comparing me to the, that faker, Morrissey. And so, you know, I had that brewing in the back of my mind. And then I spent 20000 of my own dollars to get to my latest book published. Um, you know, got the copies, paid for them, sent them off to the distributor. But then the distributor had said that not only were they not going to publish them, but they had I will never torn up them. every single copy I sent them. And there's a, my book called Celebrity Movie. Uh, basically, it's a, it's a story of uh, it's, it's a bunch of non-fiction uh, tales of what it's like to have uh, intercourse, uh, specifically just intercourse with various celebrities. The end of each chapter, it's kind of like a turn the page to find out which celebrity that was, you know, and uh, kind of a game thing. And so I was feeling just, just agged from all of this, you know. It's the lowest I've ever been, almost. And so I was back at my place, keep it based in the suburbs, you know. 
So I can get a feel for what the suburban life is like. There's a bunch of us, a bunch of us rich folks who do that. We have like little suburbs who pretend to be suburban. And I'm laying there with uh, I a bunch of Valium on the counter, like 10 of them, and I had a bottle of, uh, of, uh, of, of something terrible, and some cheap like Smirnoff vodka. So I took one of the Valium, took a slug, waited for something to happen, and it didn't. I took three more, took two more swigs, nothing happened. So then I took all the remaining ones, and I finished the bottle of vodka. But all of the pills had gotten lodged in my throat and started to, you know, disintegrate. And it was the worst taste ever. It was like, you know, just acrid, like, sand and, like, acid in my throat. And if you've ever chewed up an aspirin, you know, it was a hundred times worse than that. And I thought, oh, Francis, I don't want this taste to be the last thing I taste on this wretched earth. And so I went into the kitchen and I, uh, you know, grabbed some uh, peanut butter and I took a big old, uh, big old scoop of peanut butter and... You know, put it in my mouth with the spoon and then set the spoon aside and try to, you know, chew that up and swallow it down to the remainder of whatever pills were stuck in there. And it started to choke me. And it, 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 it clogged my throat, you know. And I was like, oh no, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to choke. You know, I did that, you know, I've got some kind of stuff to do. And so I was going around the house trying to, try to drink some milk, but it couldn't get through. And so I, you know, I was at the lungs, I ran outside and then across the street to uh, my neighbor's house. And I knocked on the door, banged on the door, and uh, it was Clyde Davis's house. And he opens the door and he looks at me and he's shocked. And I'm thinking, you know, and I'm like, I guess I was banging the door, but I'm a bit more freaked out than you should be. And he looks at me and he steps back to the door, I get in and I'm pointing at my throat and he says, I don't want anything to do with this. And he ran upstairs and he in his bedroom. I was like, what do I do? Well, maybe I can, you know, maybe find a, 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 a better knife or something. Maybe I can help push this peanut butter that was trying to kill me down my throat a little bit more. And so I go into the kitchen. Who's there? Sitting on the kitchen counter, you know, little, like, in a little, like, Boston Wall Island area. It's bloody Morrissey. And he sees me, and I'm all like, oh, oh. and he's all like, uh-oh, you know, like, uh-oh, I'm Morrissey, you know. I'm too pretty and delicate to handle emergencies. And so I was like, oh, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I'm behind it or something. You know, how do you communicate that in these moments of terror? And so I open up Clive's refrigerator and go through the cupboards and he's got lots of, uh, you know, bottles of, of um, ketchup and barbecue sauce. And then I find it, he's got like a, a bunch of uh, browned chopped beef and like Eureka, so I pull it open and it forms into like a snowball and I turn to Morrissey and oh, I flipping suck it, smack him in the head with this neat snowball and right between you know, the nose and the eye region and it, and it smears across his cheek and he turns and he runs at me and he goes to punch me and I kind of jump a little bit and sort of punch around square in my stomach and I cross out that piece of peanut butter right in the other eye of meat-eyed, peanut butter-eyed Morrissey. And that's why I have to tell you, if you're ever feeling suicidal, don't do any of these namby-pamby ways. Try killing yourself by eating too much peanut butter and see if you really want it to happen. But anyway...
show. Can I be honest with you? I am bad news. I'm not your friend. I'm not gonna help you. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty is the sequel to The Hurt Locker, directed by Point Break and written by some liberal journalist who's never been in the military but writes about what it feels like to be. Billed as the story of history's greatest manhunt for the world's most dangerous man, the film is a dramatization of a United States operation that found and killed Osama bin Laden. It stars the help, rabbit proof fence, Star Wars Episode 3, and Parks and Rec. I'm gonna break you. I dreamed a dream in time gone by When hope was high, life worth living the second movie in our Oscar um, extravaganza is Les Miserables. Les Miserables is a 2000. I asked someone how to say that. Les Miserables is a 2012 British musical drama film produced by The Big Lebowski. The film is based on the musical of the same name by Miss Saigon and Miss Saigon, which is in turn based on Les Miserables, the 1862 French novel by We Can't Have Everything. The film is directed by The King's Speech, scripted by Noble Warriors Trilogy, and Can Hieronymus Merkin Ever Forget Mercy Humpy and Find True Happiness? and stars an ensemble cast led by Wolverine, Gladiator, Catwoman, and Mamma Mia. The third film in Jeff Jeffers' Oscar extravaganza is Lincoln. Lincoln stars There Will Be Blood and wins for boringest movie ever made. The next movie in Jeff Jeffers' Oscar extravaganza is Argo. Argo stars G. Lee and E.R. and is a lie about how Americans saved the day in the Middle East, but were really Canadians all along. I'm simply a customer trying to conduct a transaction. Last chance, fancy pants. Django Unchained. I asked someone about that one as well is a 2012 American epic western film, a southern film in fact, written and directed by Kill Bill. The film stars the Jamie Foxx show, The Jew Hunter, Inception, Scandal, and Nick Fury. Set in the antebellum era of the Deep South and Old West, the film follows a freed slave, Ray Charles, who tracks across the United States with a bounty hunter and glorious bastards on a mission to rescue his wife, the last king of Scotland, from a cruel and charismatic plantation owner, Gilbert Grape. Last chance, fancy pants. Oh, very well. Everything fitting together just right. Have one piece bust, even the smallest piece, the entire universe will get busted.
here is an aurochs, a fierce creature. The last movie is Beasts of the Southern Wild. It's a 2012 American fantasy drama film starring Cuvée Janae Wallace, and she just rules the world, and I couldn't recommend it more, and she's all like... I'm the man, and you're all like, yeah, and then it's all like, y'all just, there's, your, your eyes are just heavy, and you don't know why, and you, you cry a lot during the movie, and even though nothing make sad happens that much, I recommend it. Thank you, Jeff, for, for that. But you didn't give us your picks. I mean, as if it wasn't completely obvious that uh, best actor is going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, best actress, Jennifer Lawrence, best director, Steven Spielberg, and best movie, Argo. You know, whatever.
night. It's it's a Tuesday. Oh, I love Tuesday nights. Tuesdays are like oh. one of like they're good nights. They're yeah. good nights because like they're the best. Like better than Fridays mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. Saturdays even more. <sighs> Too much pressure. Saturday. Too much pressure to do something fun. Yeah. Tuesdays then you're just like boom having fun. Tuesdays oh no I'm not gonna go out and work on the lawn. Well it snowed. Speaking of. Snow, yes, and great things about Tuesday. You did an awesome job scooping the walks around here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm pretty great at shoveling. I, <laughs> I was like, what old dude did you hire, like yeah. to to do this? Because it was like a it was like 1950s quality. Anyway, so I'm Joel. I'm I'm Brian. 1950s shoveler Brian. Oh, and this is how much uh, can you chug? Foo. Like Mr. T. Foo. Foo. Um, yeah. not, without the L. No L. Foo. <sighs> anyway, so, oh, oh the, how you been this week? I've been, I've been under the weather. But I hate to talk about being sick. I'm kind of on the upswing, feeling good. Life is good. Life's great, man. Like, like, last week I was sick too. Didn't go to work. I was at home all like, ah. Just drinking water, watching TV. Uh-huh. Chugging some water, maybe? Oh, I chugged so <laughs> much water. Awesome. But, you know, that does bring a, an interesting question, if I should digress just for a second, is awesome. can you chug if no one's looking? Interesting. Because I think if you're just by yourself drinking quickly, I call it, like, glugging. Yeah. Like, oh, I just glugged down a bunch yeah. of soda in my bedroom by myself. Yeah. But, like, in the presence of, like... Anyone, I feel like it's chugging yeah. because because then they can shout out, chug it, chug it, right? Like they should, and like or like we, yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting fact is that they about chugging is that they um, the first person to ch- ever chug was uh, chugged by himself, and then he reported it later to his friends. <laughs> Man, you've been doing a lot of studying. Yeah, like I, I, I googled, I googled chugging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, you're blowing up. I know. So It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you, Francis. Yeah, thanks, Francis, you know, for allowing us to keep, you know, the funds going on this. You know, we, we've really stepped it up this week because of all of the money that's been coming in for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the flu viruses that have been going around. Francis is has a huge, huge listening, you know, uh, listeners, great and followers, great followers, and uh, donation donations. Yeah, a lot of rich old ladies Weird from donations. Britain that just are like, "How much can these guys chug? We're gonna send them some money." Yeah, I'm like, we don't chug money. I know, <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> but, thanks, but we don't chug it. But, um, but so we, you know, we stepped it up this week. Last week was uh, uh, nacho cheese. Oh, that's that messed me up, dude. But like in a good chugging way, right? Like, oh yeah, like in a totally good way. I was like. Dude, so I'm messed like, up and awesome. Uh, and like, <laughs> I, like everyone, I was walking around. I was like, "Dude, why are you so happy?" I'm all like, "I just chugged the whole can." I know, just, you know, chili con queso. They're like, "No," and I'm like, "Bitch, wait." <laughs> wait a second. I got it on tape. <laughs> all right. So, <gasps> did we just decide that? Bitch, number one is a swear word, but also that it's not good for this podcast. Like, it's not appropriate. Well, there are a lot of old ladies, like we said. So, <laughs> we're talking. I was talking to a dog at that point. 
<laughs> he was that one who was all like, ooh, ooh, you want to chug bacon? You know, that is true. This is not, we don't swear on this podcast we ever. Don't. <laughs> We're really happy. And but the only rule is, can you chug it? And how much? That's right. All right. So since we have all this extra money, we've decided to step it up from $2 cheese cans. Yeah, $2 cheese cans to bum, 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 bum. What I have here is a mason jar. Oh, from interesting. Your uh-huh. Local co-op. Oh, dude, I love co-ops. Yes. Store. Oh, coming God. in at like $25. $25. Yeah. Whoa. US grade A orange blossom honey. Honey. Beautiful. Look at that. Good. And then we're both six, so that's a great thing. That was a great choice. Uh, honey. Yes. Yeah. So I was six. So I was like, dude, you know what? How much honey can you chug, foo? Perfect. Just perfect. So, so I guess what we have here is two, um, like 10 ounce um, 10 glasses ounce. of honey, and they've been warmed in the microwave. Warm and honey. Warm honey. And, um, and a, we have a chaser. Chugger chaser. Chugger chaser for the first time ever. A chugger chaser. Oh, oh, boom, 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 boom. oh just wait, everybody. This is good. Mint tea. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. Francis is gonna love this. Oh, this tea is to die for. Mm, is it ready to take out my tea bag? Oh, man. That, that is good. I think I, 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 can't believe I don't it. want it any minute. I just sipped on it to see if it was perfect temperature, which is kind of against the rules. So, yeah. Oh, well. I guess that'll have to just do for now. All right, well, here, let me dispose of our uh, tea bags. Okay. You do. So, you do. All right, yeah, go do it. of our hands right now we have we have a, a 10 ounce glass of 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 of, uh, of USDA locally made honey it says it's orange blossom flavored little falls little falls Minnesota now, should we do a little sip and then like last time a little, a little taste or sip no that's against the rules again <laughs> should we go at the same time one at a time I think say at the same time I same think time. that's good that's, that's okay oh boy are you, are you gonna chug your tea right away afterwards or? no 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 I wanna I wanna feel the I just don't know. This could be this could be way too Look sweet. At that. Like, what color is that? It's like it's like apple cider yeah, colored honey. In. This is gonna be interesting. All right, here we go. One, two, three, go. I need an early chaser. <laughs> you got farther than I did. Oh, it's like it's like echoing, repeating waves of this is amazing. This is not good. Okay, number one. I got about. I think I did about five ounces there before because it just kind of started. Okay, I gotta say this. That's the best honey I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I've never had honey that good. Just for the record, I don't know what's in that, but it's got orange. What does it say? Um, it's orange blossoms. Orange blossoms. So the so they grow orange blossoms Holy. near the near the bees, so that oh. the honey is made from orange blossom flower or, or the blossoms of orange oh. trees. That is so enjoyable, but 
I, yeah, I'm gonna throw up. Some. First off, yeah, best honey I've ever had. At home, I've got like the little like two ninety nine bear, one ninety nine. Yeah, never the bears were. Here we go. All right, he's ooh, chugging, folks. Ooh, ooh. Oh, dude, he's doing. Oh, oh my gosh, he's ooh. doing all easy. <laughs> chug it, chug it. Oh, Brian, that looks you did so well. Mmm. What's it like? Oh, don't sip yet. Don't don't take drunk drink um, tea yet. What do you feel? It's it's really got a great flavor in it. I can't even. I just don't even know. I mean, I, I think I like it too much, and I'm worried that I'm. This is gonna be like a new drink for me. I'm just. It's like, what are you mixing with, Brian? Nothing. Just straight, straight honey, with ice cubes or something. Oh man, Ugh, my stomach's starting to feel weird now. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm, here comes the chug chaser. I'm going right for it because I feel like I need to drink something else. Before my stomach, my, my body coated. I'm coated with sugary honey. Here we go. Oh, but it's just warm. Oh, it's too hot. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's you did so that's well. That's good. I think I did. Uh, I think you got you got about like just eight like eight ounces, maybe maybe nine. You got about eight or nine ounces. All right, I'm gonna give this. I, you're not well. feeling it as much. You're just wait. Oh, I okay. wanted to give you yeah. a chance to chug. Then when you know, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Okay, it's starting to hurt. Oh, okay. Oh, the sound of honey. <laughs> Chugging honey, the sound is... Don't... Oh, it's so <laughs> gross sounding. Don't get honey in the microphone. <laughs> Alright. Wow. Like, my, my mouth, like, is tingling. Like, kind of, like, kind of crazy. Like, that is an amazing... I don't, Oh, that's such a good honey, and I... Well, that's pretty good. Hey, we right. chugged honey. <laughs> cheers. Tea cheers. Thanks, Francis. Uh, wow. Uh, we'll have some tea and wash that down, and hopefully it'll money. blend well in our stomach with the tea. Money. Oh, God, I've never burped... I've never burped honey. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> kind of enjoyable in a weird way, but bad at the same time. This is what I thought, like, alcohol would be like when I was a kid. Oh, yep. Okay. Hey, so keep sending us in great ideas. Keep calling Francis. Leaving messages on his What's the difference between a prostitute, a mistress, and a wife? The prostitute says, are you done yet? The mistress says, you're done already? The wife says, Peach, I think you should paint the ceiling Peach, Francis Tibbles. <laughs>